0: Wall Street veteran Bernard Madoff has been arrested and charged with running a $50 billion Ponzi scheme. Congress wants to know what caused the Enron meltdown. Now, while the collective rage currently is focused on WorldCom, Tyco CEO Dennis Koslowski was convicted of looting hundreds of millions of dollars. This is one of the biggest fraud cases ever. Their president's a crook, well, I'm not a crook. Find out more on this week's episode of White Collars, Red Hands.
1: The room is hazy with cigarette smoke. You focus on the cards in your hand. You press that glass of bourbon neat with one giant ice cube to your lips and let the burning sensation permeate your throat. You place your chips in the middle of the table. Your palms are clammy. You feel a discomfort in your stomach that is both exhilarating and nagging. All the chips are in. You know you have a full house. But what does everyone else have? Three of a kind. A flush. Your fool house beats both. You lay your cards down. All the chips are yours. Suck it, losers. The thrill of the game keeps you there for hours. And if you're Brian Maloney, the thrill will keep you there until there's nothing left.
0: Your palms are clammy, knees weak, arms are heavy. You feel discomfort in your stomach already. I don't know that song. You don't know Lose Yourself by Eminem?
1: No. (laughs) Maybe if I heard it.
0: Have you ever gambled, Nina?
1: Yeah, with my cousins.
0: With like you gambled like in a fake game with your cousins, or you went out somewhere and you gambled. It just happened to be. Oh, fake.
1: one time I went out and gambled, and I lost forty dollars in Atlantic City, and I never gambled again.
0: Very cool. Learn your learn your limits. Unlike Brian Maloney.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I why well, I, I was gonna say I looked up what a Full House beat. I know I'm right. Yeah, I googled it nice to make sure i didn't misspeak
0: i think full house is it's three right. of
1: a kind and two of a kind
0: i know what that i know what a full house is but I. it's think like the
1: show full house where there's three oh actually no never mind
0: i think the only thing that beats it is a royal flush is that correct um yeah because a, a Full house is better than four of a kind a straight
1: a straight will beat.
0: oh okay so it's straight and then royal flush because yeah
1: yeah yeah and you know who got royally flushed brian maloney the guy we're talking about today.
0: Yeah, who who is this guy? Yeah. Brian Maloney.
1: Well, he's Canadian, so that's a non-American story for you today.
0: And his name rhymes with baloney. I'm sure, he, he got made fun of as a kid.
1: This was a very annoying story for me to not. It's not an annoying story, but the fact that his last name is Maloney is very annoying because my guidance counselor in high school was Mrs. Maroney. And I was like, this is so annoying.
0: So the fact that it sounds kind of similar to a guidance counselor of yours in high school, that's the I roadblock? I didn't like
1: her. <laughs> okay. She was so annoying. All right. <laughs> Mrs. Moroni, she was, oh God. Anyways, she was hard to love.
0: Maroney, like the angel from the Book of Mormon. Uh,
1: no, that's more, more and I.
0: But, you know, pronounced... Different. with an eye anyway who's brian maloney
1: <laughs> he's not related to my guidance counselor he's canadian so brian maloney he loved to gamble and this love of gambling it started at a very early age he when he was around 10 years old his dad would take him to the racetrack and teach him gambling techniques and strategies um honestly i, I have a little bit more respect for that the dad's teaching their kids how to play sports they'll never succeed in it's a hot take from me
0: yeah you're right no one gets <laughs> no one gets addicted to playing football you know that the, is not true the, the, has, uh, do you know one person who has lost their house because they just wanted to play football so bad okay no do you know anyone who's lost a lot of their life because they couldn't stop gambling I, they've. I have not personally known anybody who lost their house. for We, for gambling, we both know but, someone who has pretty much lost everyone. Oh yeah,
1: we do. We uh, do.
0: Based on gambling. Okay, so I, I forgot about that. I think they might be just a little bit different lineup. Okay, that's, well, that's just all right, me.
1: Fine. You know what? I'm wrong again. What else is new? Um. But anyways, his dad was a doctor and his mom was a homemaker. There were a lot of conflicting reports on how many siblings he had. Um.
0: Wait. Like she made homes?
1: Yeah. She. She did. No, she swept the floor and baked pies. That's what she did. She live. She her job was being at home.
0: Oh, okay. I've never heard the term a homemaker before. What? I, th- I thought she built houses. <laughs> no, no,
1: no. A wife that stays at home, like a stay at home mom. Uh huh. They can also be called a homemaker. I guess it's an outdated term
0: all right i don't know I didn't she
1: takes care of the kids and cooks and cleans and bakes
0: pies supposedly. and bakes pies so
1: uh, there were conflicting reports on how many children were in his family i saw one that was said nine and another one that said four so where are the five missing children
0: uh you know children they get in he probably
1: mischief. gambled the kids away
0: Took him to the racetrack. They're actually, those <laughs> ones are the ones that didn't come back from the racetrack. <laughs> Fuck. They're like, hey, uh, who's up Who's up next? Who's coming to learn techniques next? Uh, Brian?
1: Brian? Yeah, I, Brian? I, I, I guess
0: you, and he's just the one who survived, and they got to keep the rest of the kids after that.
1: Uh, you know what? I made that joke, and then I was like, maybe I shouldn't have made that joke, because it's probably actually happened.
0: Oh, my God. No, there would have been an investigation. It's fine.
1: <laughs> no, I mean, I'm sure it's happened to someone.
0: Like someone gambled their kids away? Yeah. People give their kids away all the time. I guess you might as well get something in return for them. Yeah, for gambling. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, people sell their kids all the time.
0: What? In in the in the possibility of derailing this podcast, where? Like, if, let's say I want to sell a kid, Nina. Where am I going?
1: I don't know how to actually do it, but there's children that you can buy on the black market very easily. All right. Cool. And then you know, give them to a, a human trafficker. People buy people. Don't do it. It's bad. And we don't. We do not support the buying and selling of humans on this podcast. Bold. All right.
0: Jesus Christ. <laughs> Bold statement. Thank I you for making it.
1: I just don't want people thinking I'm okay with it. Thank anyway, you for making back it. to gambling. I'm not go- okay today. It's fine. So when his dad taught him about gambling, Brian Maloney, he started a little gambling ring at school where the kids could make bets on major sporting again, events and he would act as the bookkeeper which is kind of funny.
0: You know, the uh, the tetherball game. Yeah. Uh, gotta, gotta bet on that. Um, Marbles. Marbles. Gotta bet on scotch. that. Scotch. Who's not gonna wet their pants today in elementary school? There's so many things you can
1: bet on. Yeah. Oh my God. There's so many things. I just think it's hilarious and I'm also kind of like surprised that the school would just like let him do this because, I don't know, maybe the kids weren't snitches. I feel like, the teachers had some teacher had to know this was going on at some point.
0: The teacher was out there placing bets, probably. <laughs> she probably was. A, he comes out like, uh "Yeah, Susie's wetting her pants again for sure." Oh yeah, uh, five hundred dollars on anyone not Susie. I'm gonna
1: put ten <laughs> stickers towards this. <laughs> you know here's my no homework pass. If you win. You win a full home, no homework
0: pass. Oh, my God.
1: It was also the late 60s and early 70s. They let a lot of shit slide. Yeah,
0: kids could probably smoke at this time. I'm not really sure, but they no, probably could, sure so whatever. No, I'm they did,
1: though. Um, I don't think anybody in my school was placing bets on sporting events, though, or maybe I just wasn't paying attention.
0: No, I was, we were too busy being fucking children. Like, why, Why? I guess this is the 60s, 70s. Maybe they grew up fast. Like, one of them was a full mustache at 12 or whatever, and they're oh, like, yeah, probably. I gotta get my gambling fix. You know, like.
1: And then he would allegedly steal money from his parents to bet on horse races as a kid.
0: As a kid. <laughs> I stole money for I never actually stole money. But if I did take money, like my mom used to have like a, a money purse that I could take money out of to go down to the convenience store when I was like six. And like I'd ride my trike down there and I'd buy like a corn dog or something. There you go. You know, that's what I was worried about. Not like, oh, man, I had a bet on the ponies. I got to get lucky today. I got to get down to the track.
1: Right. His dad is to blame for all of this. Yes. To be honest with you, this yes. is all his dad's fault.
0: Don't teach your kids addictions when they're ch- no. like when they're kids or yeah. ever, actually. Yeah.
1: Well, after high school, Brian ended up going to the University of Western Ontario. He graduated with a degree in journalism and he wanted to become a financial writer, which sounds like the most boring job in the entire world. What do you think
0: we kind of do?
1: Oh, I guess that's <laughs> But he wasn't having a podcast.
0: Yeah, that's fair.
1: He was probably, I don't know, where do you, a a magazine? Forbes? Fortune? That would, maybe. Those
0: are financial journalism entities, All right, I think.
1: All right. I was like, is this a column in the newspaper? I don't know anything
0: about financial
1: journalism. I don't know either. It sounds boring.
0: It does sound boring. Uh, What did you want to be when you grew up? Oh, no. So, okay, this is going to sound really weird, all right? Yeah. But the thing I wanted to do for the longest amount of time was be a forensic pathologist, so I wanted to um, do autopsies.
1: Whoa, oh, that is a little strange for a child. Yeah,
0: I was like 10, so now looking back on it, I was like, that would be a weird thing to hear from a 10-year-old. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like,
1: super weird.
0: I want to cut dead people open, mommy. <laughs> I would be you know?
1: so concerned if my child was like, yeah, I want to do autopsies.
0: You know the reason I decided not to do it, though? Is because I saw a documentary that had a had a, a pathologist on there, and they said that even when they came home, they like smelled a little bit like death. And I was like, "Yeah, never mind."
1: <laughs> yeah, try imagine trying to get laid and your house smells like death. I was just
0: like, "Yeah, never mind." Like it's like cigarette smoke, I guess. Like whenever you whatever you wear to work, just kind of there's just a scent that clings to you, it, Ew. and it's mild, but like you know. So I was like, nah, never mind. I'll I'll go do a normal person job instead. And I'll
1: manage a restaurant. Yeah. And run two podcasts. Yeah.
0: Normal people normal stuff. Normal people
1: know. stuff. Ugh. All right. Well, after college, Maloney applied to the Canadian Imperial Bank of Commerce. I Fun. W- <laughs> I will now be calling that CIBC. Ah, uh, Sibca. Um, but he had to take an aptitude test before he became um, before he got the job and he did so good on their aptitude test that they put him on a fast track to management and this was like unheard of and a very big deal so he was smart um, the CIBC is the second largest bank in Canada so it's the Bank of America of Canada because Bank of America is the second biggest bank in the United States.
0: That was the biggest bank in the United States JP Morgan Chase mmm Oh shit, okay.
1: Yep. Yep. And it's uh and the second largest bank in the world, just a fun fact, is the Industrial and Commercial Bank of China.
0: What's the first? JP Chase. Really? Yep. Oh damn, okay. Yep
1: so maloney's training it was a lot for to be a manager it's like it was a lot like other management training he had to work a little in every department before he ran the show yeah,
0: you really got to learn how to like belittle and demean the people under you yes absolutely uh, you got to learn how to
1: sexually harass them how to
0: sexually harass how to fire it's really important have you how ever to, had how to, how fire to fire anybody people? no oh. i want to fire anybody I would.
1: There's some people we've worked with that I would have loved to fire. Yeah,
0: but I call like the big boss and then the big boss does the firing. That's not my thing. I don't have to do that. I don't <laughs> do hiring. I don't do firing.
1: No hiring, no firing.
0: No no hiring, no firing. That's I not the voice. I,
1: that wasn't the voice. I was no hiring,
0: no firing here.
1: Oh, wow. You do a good one. Here,
0: here in the Scotland Yard, the we don't get rid of anybody.
1: We, we keep everyone. <laughs> we're too. very,
0: very desperate. <laughs>
1: All right, now I'm getting jealous because you're better at that than me. Um, they had it, but uh, so he's you got when you're a manager, you should know a little bit about everything that's going on wherever you're working. You should true. Um, they had him work as a teller for a while, then they had him work in savings, current accounts, foreign exchange, and loan accounting.
0: Now, all the most interesting, all the funnest parts of
1: the bank. All the most fun things about the bank, and after that, he like floated around to some of the bank's branches, and this was so that he could become more acquainted with the bank's strengths and weaknesses. And this bank had a lot of branches; it had about sixteen hundred branches.
0: Second most Second in Canada. Biggest
1: in Canada. Um, he made a modest, decent salary of ten thousand dollars a year in Toronto, and it was the seventies. So,
0: uh, so to put that into perspective, uh, at least ten thousand dollars in american money so but that's probably like kind of the same uh from 1972 to 2021 would be it'd be almost 64,000 in today's money so, he was
1: making plenty of money
0: yeah good good enough
1: not For to be straight out of college
0: yeah not insane by any margin no but, but good. that's
1: a good amount of money yeah. i'm not making that much money
0: yeah i'd like to make that much money Especially cost of living was lower than two. Oh, absolutely. Like dollar value. Yeah.
1: And then even though he was making a decent amount of money, he lived well below his means. It was always noted that he was wearing ill-fitting clothes. And um, he would also calculate 7% tips.
0: I like how it says like.
1: At restaurants.
0: You put carefully calculate. I imagine he put on one of those green visors and had one of those. Yes. He's those like, big like. The calculators with a thing on the side. He's like. Yes. Okay. And here's a quarter. Here's a quarter. Thanks.
1: Thanks, sir. So, Brian Maloney, you are the worst type of human for only tipping 7%. I think he was probably, we can go on, we can uh, just say this right now. I'm going to make an assumption that he was probably a dick to the server.
0: Yeah, well, it's because of all the sexual harassment training he got.
1: Probably. At
0: his job. Probably. he's just giving that to the waitress as well.
1: So, if you take nothing else away from this podcast today, tip your servers and bartenders. 20%.
0: Thank you. Anyways. This isn't biased at all from us. Not at all.
1: But anyways, uh, Maloney made an okay salary, um, but he wanted to make more money, so he turned to casinos and de- gambling to subsidize his
0: income. Not a good idea. No, Just going to throw that out there. I
1: don't recommend doing this. Maybe shovel snow. You're in Canada.
0: Second job. Uh, drive those metal tubes into... Maple trees to make syrup. oh yeah, I don't know how harvest it works, some syrup Do that, you know the syrup market's booming
1: when Maloney was at his prime in gambling, he was betting up to seventy five thousand dollars a hand and he was winning almost a million dollars every single weekend, which is insane.
0: okay that yeah that is that is insane. That's like the net gain. yeah, holy shit.
1: Or I think that's what it is that's what I those were, that is what the, the information I gathered said a million dollars a weekend but he was betting on everything he played card games like craps and poker and he would also bet on sports games and allegedly one time he bet five hundred thousand dollars on the Super Bowl and he won
0: oh my God
1: yeah, but it was noted that in the early 80s Maloney was going to Caesars 37 times in fifteen months
0: I and mean, he just he doesn't live. In Las Vegas, right?
1: No, he doesn't. He lives in Toronto.
0: (laughs) So he's making like two, more than two trips a month all the way from Toronto down to Las Vegas to go. Yeah. Aren't there casinos in Toronto? Apparently not. What is the point of this?
1: I I don't know. But where was he getting all this money? Where, Kashan? I'm going to tell you. Selling his body. No. Remember how I said Maloney had to work in different areas of the bank so that he could learn the strengths and weaknesses of the company?
0: Yeah, all the, all the interesting stuff that he did.
1: Well, he took advantage of those weaknesses and uh, he, uh, since he knew the company's weaknesses, he was able to embezzle millions of dollars without the bank noticing. I don't recommend doing that.
0: Thank you. Bold stance again.
1: (laughs) One way he would do this was um, he would apply for loans under real and fake company names. And then he would also skim money from big clients. And he was obviously smart, but I just feel like this wasn't really a foolproof plan.
0: Yeah. Also, like, even if you apply for the loans under, like, a company name, the loans have to be paid back. Right. So you're not really stealing the money
1: you're borrowing it. you're stealing debt <laughs> right he's an idiot
0: why would you want to do that you're i guess dumped. i guess because you're addicted and you just need money yeah you
1: need the money exactly um and one client he took money from her name was sherry birdson and she was the founder of the elmwood women's club um i couldn't find any information about the elmwood women's club um but he stole money from other clients too but they wished to be re- remain anonymous but Maloney would take his money and then he would transfer the stolen funds or the loaned funds to uh, the California Clearing Corporation so that he could use the funds in Las Vegas. So, California Clearing corporation is a real thing. And I can't believe that it's a real flip thing. It's owned by a subsidiary of uh, Desert Palace, which is a Las Vegas casino. And the only purpose of the company is so that people can deposit money into the casino without detection. How is it not detected? I don't know. Math is hard. But, and I don't understand.
0: They probably have something like how, um, like, Swiss bank accounts used to be very private because they used to not associate a name with an account. They just associate a number. So you could put your money into a numbered account where they protect your privacy. and And then from that account, which your name isn't publicly linked to, you can, like, deposit into other things. Oh. So that it it takes you out of the paper trail. That's how rich people used to like hide all their money in tax havens was because of that. Yeah. But even there, even in Swiss banks, like two people know your bank account information. We talked about in the Michelle Sindona Mm -hmm. episode, actually, like even in a Swiss bank, like a numbered bank account, there's still like the bank owner knows who owns each account. Right. So it's not perfect anonymity, which is why they use bearer bonds when we talked about bearer bonds. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. It probably worked some. So it's probably something like that. Yeah. But I just, I don't know. I just read this stuff and we talk about this stuff and I'm so not sneaky. Like my brain does not work like this at all. I don't know how to be sneaky.
0: What do you mean be sneaky? It's
1: just so sneaky. They're like, oh, let me put this money in here and no one knows who put it there. Ooh, it's not detected. I don't know. Kishan, did you know that the reason that Las Vegas gets so many earthquakes is because of all the sin that goes on there? And it's God judging them, and one day they're just going to fall in the ocean because of all their wickedness. Do
0: they even get a lot of earthquakes in Las Vegas? <laughs> yeah, is they're that right on a, the fault line. Uh, I guess that's fair. That's You know what, it that, That's true. The the present day Sodom and Gomorrah. How could I argue with rock solid facts such as that?
1: How can you argue with Emily Rubio, my Spanish teacher, who told me that? Oh my
0: God! Where do you? Where are you from? <laughs> Ohio, the the mystical biblical land of Ohio.
1: She's like it's gonna fall in the ocean with California.
0: Read all about it in the in the <laughs> the a- book White Trash. White Trash one, and two. Miss Rubio that.
1: was from El Salvador. Don't say that. Don't call her White Trash.
0: Okay, my bad. Yeah, trash, just trash. That's fair.
1: So when Maloney first started taking the money, he fully intended on paying it back, but he didn't. <laughs> Great. <laughs> like, it's all. Isn't that the way things always work Yeah, up? that's how it always happens. Um, but Maloney had been successful with gambling in the beginning, but then his luck started to run out. Oh,
0: no. He didn't have the hot lady blowing on his dice anymore.
1: Nope. It wasn't uncommon to hear that he would lose hundreds of thousands of dollars in one night. <laughs> Once, he bet $5,000 on 40 different college football games. Like, how the heck do you even keep that many games straight? Bookie. See, I don't gamble. He lost every single bet, and it ended up costing him two hundred thousand dollars.
0: There's only t- so. There's only two teams in a college football game. All right. So the f- the odds that you lose every single bet is is one to two to the fortieth, which is an insane number.
1: <laughs> he lost all of them.
0: It's like, you'd have to be trying. And even if you were trying to lose, you'd win more. I don't know how this is possible.
1: This is, I don't know.
0: Okay. Bad
1: luck. Okay. I'm telling you, bad luck. And one month later, on April 27th, 1982, he lost $1 million at a craps table in Caesars Palace Casino and Resort in Atlantic City. That's crappy. I I hate Atlantic (laughs) City.
0: someone around there is like... Big oof.
1: Big (laughs) oof. And in the end, he stole $10 million from CIBC. Oh my
0: God. All through this like loan scheme, basically?
1: Yeah, and skimming money from customers' accounts like that, like the big accounts.
0: Oh my God.
1: Yeah. What an idiot. Um, it was around that time that c i b c found out that Maloney had been embezzling all this money and they had him arrested now, Maloney was not the only one to blame um Caesars was also to blame. they had never asked Maloney for identification or verification of the funds that he was depositing,
0: so if you like a certain amount of money, you have to be like, Hey, where'd you get this? I guess Can I see a pay well, stub? I, what
1: i'm what I'm wondering is. I mean, he was obviously depositing way more money than the average person.
0: Well, yeah, because Brian Maloney's not the average fucking person.
1: No, he's not. I, he's a I, high roller. Obviously, I don't understand. I don't gamble. I'm not gambling at this level.
0: I am about to say, every, I know that every deposit or transfer in a bank over $10,000 has to be reported. Reported to the IRS. In Ameri- in, yeah, yeah, in America. So... Now Amy, and then, like
1: yeah. And but then also the difference is is that he's I I'm not 100 and I couldn't figure this out. But um, he's also he's in Canada depositing in the United States. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if there's there's another there's another layer there.
0: Should have just traveled with a million dollars in cash. I should have. And it would have been better because at least his way back would be a lot lighter.
1: Right. There was a story about how he originally started gambling with a ton of cash and that it would be stuffed in his pockets and he could barely sit down. On the airplane. First
0: world problems. Yeah, right? Oh, no, my money It's oh, too no. big. Oh, no, I
1: have a money diaper, and I can't sit
0: down. I can into the seat. I'm going to have to get the fat person seatbelt extender just to get into this <laughs> seat with all this money. my
1: money, I just got so much of it. It's crazy.
0: Is there something better than first class?
1: <laughs> oh, are you good looking, or is there just a ton of money in my pants? <laughs> Sexual harassment training. It's Am I right? both. Ah. <laughs> Gets a boner. One dollar pops out of his zipper pocket.
0: Oh my god!
1: Could you imagine that?
0: It has a it has a B and an R written before and after the one. It spells boner.
1: Oh, (laughs) nice.
0: You never got one of those dollar bills where someone wrote a B in front of it and then an R after so that it said boner? You never got a boner bill?
1: No, Uh, I've never gotten a boner bill. I want a boner bill for my birthday. Thank you very much.
0: Easy. Can do. (laughs) I feel
1: like I'll do it. Um, Caesars also confessed to rewarding Maloney with tens and thousands of dollars worth of hotel room stays, transportation to and from the casino, by private jet. That's a real regular. I've never treated a regular at work that well.
0: I just want to lose enough money that I can ride in a private jet
1: yeah same you know I want to suck that bad at my hobby that I get a private jet
0: yeah I mean well it's not
1: a hobby it's an addiction
0: I I to say I know it's not this isn't your hobby but it's like with you bomb a set no one's like hey thanks for coming in and bombing so bad we're gonna get get your uber yeah we'll get you your your lift home bro
1: Yeah, no, no one. No, it does that. No one does that. Um, it's kind of funny. I wasn't thinking about this before, but like Caesar's was hella enabling him in his addiction. Oh
0: yeah, I mean that's all.
1: I mean that's all gambling. All casinos is. do. They, yeah,
0: they know it's. I mean, same. You can say the same thing for even like bars and stuff. Is that like, right. There are things in place to get you to
1: capitalism. Indulge yourself baby. more
0: in your addictions. Yeah,
1: and that's capitalism
0: and that's capitalism we love
1: it the CIBC filed a lawsuit against Caesars accusing them of allowing Maloney to use funds that were clearly stolen I don't really understand how the
0: whatever we I mean I mean probably so I mean sure that's fine
1: that's fine I just am like I kind of it's kind of like a don't ask don't tell kind of situation you know it's kind of how I feel yeah
0: you're gonna regulate businesses for like Uh, I know maybe they should but they're like a private business like where do they care why do they care where the money's from right it's all Maloney's fault I mean
1: right he's the one stealing it yeah but um, the settlement was kept private so we don't know how much was paid out but I can imagine that it was a lot I he can't be the only person doing this which is kind of crazy to think about
0: yeah probably not.
1: Um, the state division of gaming enforcement made Caesars Casino close their doors for one day, um, which was on November 30th, the Saturday after Thanksgiving. And so that really hurt them. It probably, it was estimated that it probably cost them 700 to $800,000. Oh my
0: God. They make, they can make just the fact that a casino can make that much money in a day is insane. Shows you why you're not going to win at the casino. If you're out there listening to this right now, being like, no, I go to this ca- casino and win all the time, the odds are not in your favor.
1: No. Don't no, do it. Not at all. And so, since Caesars got there's a Caesars in Las Vegas and then in Atlantic City, mm-hmm. the New Jersey Casino Control Commission gave out about $36,000 worth of fines to several employees at Caesars who had worked with Maloney. Um, Who had been with him consistently and possibly knew what was going on in regards to the scandal, Mm. which is interesting. All right. Brian Maloney ended up pleading guilty to the embezzlement charges that he was charged with.
0: Suck it, Maloney.
1: And he was sentenced to six years in prison. Suck
0: it hard, Maloney. This was in
1: 1983. So during that time, he had to go to therapy for his gambling addiction.
0: Fix your shit, Maloney.
1: Get it together, bro. Bro. Um, He was released two and a half years after his imprisonment for good behavior. Now, now that is annoying. But now he speaks at seminars for people that struggle with compulsive gambling addictions. Um, Maloney is now a managing consultant and is slowly paying back the funds that he has stolen. So while he did not go to prison as long as he should have... It seems as though the Canadian justice system reformed him and changed him. So now he doesn't do it anymore. That is what it appears to me. He went to therapy. He's speaking at seminars. He's paying back the money like he should. Was justice served?
0: I mean, he doesn't really, he doesn't seem like So a a lot of the times the people we talk about on here are greedy. Right. Right. And it's about greed and it's about um, just wanting as much money as they can get and taking it from whoever and they don't care. Right. He seems like he's just an addict. Yeah. You know, and I, I think he wasn't super in control of it. Clearly but, not. But I think that a lot of these other people that like, I mean, if you specifically manipulate your books or whatever to like steal money back from like taxes and from like people in your employ and from your customers, that is you're doing it on purpose and it's very greedy and it's underhanded. And this is just kind of like he was stealing to support his addiction, right? which is something different. It's so, it's
1: completely different. Like,
0: I'm glad he got out of it.
1: Yeah, and and like I'm sure he hurt people, but it didn't feel like the whole time I was researching this, I didn't get upset. Like, I didn't feel like it was malicious. I didn't feel like it was a huge moral issue. I was just like, yeah, dude has a bad gambling problem.
0: Honestly, if anything, this shows bad oversight on the banks.
1: Well, honestly, for real, like you can steal $10 million and they don't figure it out.
0: And you like, you have people that deal with money. You got to understand that this is something that you have to protect yourself against. Exactly.
1: So that's on the bank. But he's now married to a woman he was actually dating before the scandal. She stayed with him and they have three children and they reside in Ontario. Um, Now, this story is, uh, you know, a little sensational and there have been some books written about it, um, including Stung by Gary. Um, sorry, by Grace Stephen Ross, not Gary Gray. Huh. Um, Philip Seymour Hoffman, rest in peace. He um, also he was an addict too, and lost his life to his addiction, which yeah. is sad. Um, it's t- terrible. But anyway, he played a character based off of Maloney in the movie Owning Mahoney. Emma I just love They're like, Let's change the name. They'll never know. Mahoney. Also,
0: what's even the point of changing the name? They might have just they should have just used his real name and he probably would have got even more popular just like uh what's that guy? the the Wolf of Wall Street guy.
1: Oh, I don't Jordan know. Jordan Belfer. Yeah. I have never seen the film owning Mahoney. Um it got Me either. It, it got a 78 on Rotten Tomatoes, which isn't too bad. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman actually got to meet Maloney before he played Mahoney. And they both left the conversation feeling at peace about the movie, which I guess is all you can ask for.
0: Cool.
1: Yeah. That's the story of Brian Maloney, a man whose childhood pastime led to his ultimate downfall. It's all fun and games until you steal $10 million from the bank to fund your bad gambling habits. Gambling is an addiction that affects thousands of people every single year. So if you or someone you know is struggling with a gambling addiction, call
0: 1-800-662-HELP. Child. Childhood pastime. Gambling. We like to gamble. No, it's true. It's just so fucking weird. If your if you if your kid sets up a gambling ring at their school, go get them help. You gotta
1: call the school counselor. Yeah, don't let this happen. So thanks so much for listening, everybody. (laughs) Yeah. If you like what you heard, I'm gonna try to do it.
0: Do it. Go for it. If
1: you liked what you heard and you wanted to support us, there are multiple ways to support us. Um, if you want a unfree way to support us, you can go on our website, whitecollarsredhands.com right now.
0: In unfree?
1: Yeah, not free.
0: Our website?
1: Well, you go there and you click the Public link. Oh, that's not on our website. Oh, just kidding. All right, don't do to, that.
0: I've been meaning to incorporate the store into the Fuck. website, but I haven't okay, got you well, it yet. Okay,
1: well, go to TeePublic Public. The link's on the Instagram. The link's on the Facebook.
0: And in the show description.
1: And in the show description. And you can buy a hoodie. You could buy a t-shirt. You could buy a coffee mug. And it has our little logo on it. And it's so cute. You should have one. Um, Go buy that. And the funds go to us. We love that. Um, But if you want a free way to support us, you can go on our iTunes account. Analytics show that... uh, 80% of you are listening on Apple Podcasts and you can leave a five, you can leave a review. We love a five-star review, but we also will take an honest review that gives us constructive criticism on how to enhance our show. Uh, You also can share our content. We love that. You can follow us on Facebook.com slash White Collars Red Hands, our Twitter at White Collars Pod. Our Instagram at whitecollars underscore redhands. Or you can go to our website, whitecollarsredhands.com. You can also find us on YouTube on the Entertainment Buffet page. And the ads give us a little extra, you know, cash money to help us make this podcast better than ever. I think that's everything.
0: Yeah, because Sean takes extra time to make those thumbnails, too. He does. He does. (laughs) So please. Show
1: him some love. He's doing a dance that I don't know.
0: I know you can't tell because this is an auditory medium, but this dance is fire.
1: Is that a TikTok?
0: No, I'm just doing shit.
1: Oh, okay. Well, it looks like it's something for real. So anyways, that's it. Come back next week for the season four, episode nine. Episode, not the finale. <laughs> I was going to say season finale, and I was like, I no, that's not. It.
0: That too. I was like, no, not yet. Not
1: yet. nope the uh, episode before the finale. We appreciate all of you. We love you, all of you. We love all of you. Tune in next time for another episode of White Collars, Red, Red hands. hands.
0: How high are you, Nina? I'm
1: not even that high. <laughs>